What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. It is Denise Salcedo and Will Washington, and it is our premiere episode of After the Week. So welcome, everyone. Will, it's finally time. We're finally doing this. I know. We've been talking about it forever. I've been, like, hinting at it on other shows and social media, and we're finally here getting to do this. Denise so, and but, Will. I know, Your favorite right? friend of me. I know. <laughs> no, dude, uh, ser seriously, shout out Mikey Ruckus on the intro. I have been so proud of that. It's so happy with it. I was dying for about 10 straight minutes once I finally got like the full completed version. I was so happy with it. So great. Although you over here, we like filmed all that stuff and then you've got new hair. So I know, right? <laughs> Sorry about that. I, I clearly didn't plan this. I didn't think this through. Okay. <laughs> that should just show I feel like instantly people are going to tell like the difference between you and I is that I'm a little bit more like go with the flow versus will I feel like you're a little bit more like I'm going to plan this and I'm going to look at this this way. I feel like that's the major difference between us. Oh, yeah. Well, I I have noticed just in the planning of this show how much more meticulous I've been with certain things. And you're just like, yeah, whatever. I'm very happen. chill, honestly. Like, yeah. it's funny. I don't think people realize, like, how relaxed and chill and just, like, go with the flow kind of person I am. So I like that. I like this, like, difference between you and I. And I feel like that's going to play into our show. Oh, yeah. Denise was late for her own wedding. This is... Uh... <laughs> We're all just sitting there and then me, we're just, you're gonna yeah. expose me already on this show. You absolutely were. Everybody was like, Where's where's the bride? And they're like, Hey, everybody, the bride is running late right now, but uh I, is I that promise. what they said? Yes, that was what we were that all is told. Bullshit. That is a lie. <gasps> she lied to everybody. <laughs> the reason we were waiting was because certain people hadn't gotten there yet and we were giving them a couple minutes. Oh okay, so fine. she lied. <laughs> Anyways, but let's get to the show because I think a lot of people will are wondering what the hell is after the week? What are you guys? going to do and so you and I uh you know we kind of came up with this thing together and really it was like about a month of brainstorming and just really to see what we were going to do so I think like the best thing that we should kind of kick things off with is telling the people why we decided why we decided to do the show oh because we hate each other but also we're great friends and so we were like hey we should probably like podcast together and so that was that. No, for real, though, um, I mean, there's a lot of things that we cover throughout the week. Um, I, uh, of course, am known for doing Day After Dynamite. I do Grapsity every week. And Denise pretty much doesn't stop. She is just, if there's wrestling happening, she's talking about it. And so this was kind of a nice place at the end of the week to kind of come together and recap pretty much everything that's happened in, in major form, the stuff that stood out to us, the stuff that mattered to us, and then... If we're on opposite ends of things, like if you watch Quizlemania and you see that we seem to disagree on people's hairstyles and things like that, you're going to see that here too. Uh, and you, you'll get a whole lot of that here on After the Week. Yeah, and I think like one of the things we should mention too is that, you know, when we did our post-Raw review show on Fightful, a lot of people really enjoyed that show. And we kind of were like, I, you know, I guess, you know, if people really enjoyed it, might as well, you know, give it another shot and see what we can do together. So uh, I think that's really cool. So for those of you guys who are wondering what exactly the show is going to be about, uh, we've broken it down into different formats where we're going to be, sorry. I'm, I'm very wanted. My phone's already ringing. Apologies. <laughs> um, so we're going to be what we're going to be doing on the show is pretty much talking about the wrestling week, but not the way that you might think it. Instead, we're going to be picking our very best moments of the week. Will and I, by the way, we do not know what each other's picks are going to be. So we're each going to be picking our top three best moments of the week. This could be a match. This could be a moment. This could be a segment. This could be a promo. It could really be anything. And then we're also going to pick our number one worst thing that happened during the wrestling week. Now, every week's going to be different. As you guys know, the pro wrestling world is kind of the wild, wild west. And, you know, things are always happening. So uh, it's going to kind of be kind of fun, right? Yeah, I think this is going to be great. And, um, you know, worst is a thing I probably have a little more fun with than best. Like, I enjoy a lot about pro wrestling. You and I both enjoy a lot about wrestling. But worst, we get to have a little bit of fun with. And that'll uh, come up around the end of the show. And it'll just, it'll be great stuff. It's it's going to be a great time. Awesome. Now, before we get into all of it, before we get into our picks, uh, I do want to let you guys know, if you guys want to help support the show, help keep me and Will on here. If you guys enjoy it, you are more than welcome to send in a super chat at any point of the show. You guys already know how it works. And we actually got our first super 
super chat of the day. And this is from our good friend, uh, Cole Henderson. Cole, uh, thank you so much for sending in our first super chat on our first show ever. Cole says, two of my absolute favorites talking wrestling every Sunday morning. Excited for you both. That intro that intro is so goddamn good. Congrats on the first show. Shout Try not Cole. to kill each other. Shout out Cole for filming all of that, by the way. That was the <laughs> thing was, uh, he, um, matter of fact, I have a little bit of an outtake. I'm going to post to Twitter um, because I, it cracks me up every time I see it. Denise didn't even know what it is. But um, there's, there's one outtake that just cracks me up every time I watch it. I'm going to post that after the show is over. Uh, but thank you, Cole, for filming the intro and taking the shots of us. And it, it was all great. Um, this is great stuff. I, I'm really happy with it. Thank you, Cole. <laughs> Ari and Ben 666 sends in a super chat saying props and best of luck to podcasting uh, Zane and Owens. Oh, you know what? I can see that. I'm totally Sammy too. Zane's though. Sammy Zane. I'm totally Sammy. That's fine. Uh, KO's badass. So I can I can live with that. I can. Yeah. Well, you know what? Sammy Zane is versatile. Okay. He can do anything. Okay, Will. He can Especially do lately, by the way. Always. My no, God. he's always been that person. <laughs> I know, but I feel like the stuff he's been doing the last couple of weeks has been some of the best stuff he's done in his heel run. So great stuff. Alrighty. Well, let's get to it, guys. Are you ready for after the week to go ahead and start picking our top three favorite moments of the week and then our number one worst? So, Will, the way that we work this out is you're going to start with your number three, and then we'll, you know, have some, some conversation about it. Then I'll go to my number three, then your number two, my number two, and then we'll work our way up with obviously our number one. Now, Will, I can already tell that you thought about this like the whole entire week, and I put together this two minutes before the show. So, Will, are you ready? Let's get to it, guys. And for those of you in the chat, you're here to agree or disagree. It's totally okay. Here we go. Will, what was your number three best moment in wrestling from what you watched this week? All right. There's a picture to go with this one. But my number three is Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus just simply being here is my number three. But Trish Stratus uh, was just phenomenal this week i thought opening raw with trish um look i i have made no there's there's no secret about my my affinity for trish stratus all right look at this okay trish stratus i i have multiple autographs from trish i've met her multiple times she is my fave there's a pop vinyl back there an action figure love me some trish stratus so trish stratus returning this week in toronto canada opening up monday night raw um she had the crowd hot uh she looked amazing um, you know, a lot of people were like, wow, Trish looks like she hasn't aged. And it's like, no, she has aged. She just has aged amazingly. Um, but uh, Trish Stratus came out there. She got the crowd hot. But then she gets confronted by uh, damage control. And the three of them make their way out. And it's just this money confrontation that everybody was super into to the point of where, you know, everybody seemed really satisfied in 2019 with Trish Stratus retiring in Toronto in this very arena um, against Charlotte Flair. But all of a sudden now, it's like, I could live with seeing her face off with Bailey. But then all of a sudden we get, uh, and, and I thought also EO was amazing in this segment. Um, and uh, Dakota was great. And then out comes Bianca Belair, out comes uh, Asuka and, uh, and, Alexa. Also, Alexa, that was the other one I was forgetting. And Alexa Bliss, just everybody was fantastic in the segment. And then uh, Trish looked like she was going to throw down. This was an awesome way to kick off Monday Night Raw. I was really happy with this segment. But overall, Trish Stratus, my, my favorite follower. Uh, sorry, everybody else. But uh, <laughs> uh, I was very happy with Trish Stratus being on this show. My number three moment. So here's the thing about that. I was almost going to put that also in my top three of the week because I totally agree with you I feel like just like the interaction and like the just like the overall like relationship that we kind of saw unfold between all of them especially Trish Stratus and Bianca Belair like I was really feeling that like if we were to get you know a Bianca Trish Stratus like pairing for a couple of weeks I'd be totally down with that uh I love this I thought she looked great too but on top of that what I really liked was just like the tease of her basically like always getting constantly interrupted by Bailey and <laughs> and, you know, her basically, we knew what she was trying to get at, but that moment kept being ruined. So this almost made my top three, but I didn't end up putting it because uh, I went another direction. Oh. So here we go. My number three, I wanted to give this, um, 
you know, I was looking towards like, you know, overall how I felt about the week. And there's a certain show that pretty much always gets trashed. It's like a lot of people have had a lot of negative things to say about it. And you know, there are certain weeks have not been that great. I totally get oh, it. I, I cover the show this, every okay. <laughs> week. Uh, that is NXT 2.0. However, this past Tuesday, I actually liked a couple of things from that show. There was two things that I could have easily put on this list, but I decided to go with a specific one. And so my number three for the best thing that I saw this week in wrestling is index reuniting i decided to go that direction for multiple reasons one to again give some love to edict 2.0 and then on top of that because that legitimately was kind of a little tiny soap opera in like a span of three minutes and this is a story that has been being told for quite some time and that kind of incorporated real life because dexter loomis got released he was out of a job and indy hartwell was legitimately just left there and nobody knew like what was ever going to happen with that dexter loomis returns you know on uh raw and all of this but people are still wondering what's going to be happening with him and index they're still an on-screen married couple and so when he came out right behind her and i want to give so much credit to indy hartwell because i thought that her facial expressions will oh my god they were so good she really looked like i was like oh my god this is like when rose what she she could she had to get off the boat and run back to jack so um i've never seen titanic so i we had this conversation i no, we've had this conversation, Denise. <laughs> Will, this is supposed to be a wrestling podcast. And you're going to give me a heart attack. You've never seen Titanic. What the hell's wrong with you? Never. <laughs> I have never seen Titanic. And uh, I know just a little bit of the references, but I have never seen Titanic. Please. That's your homework for this podcast. Go afterwards, go watch Titanic, please. I'm going to expect a two minute or five minute review on the next show. But um, so anyway, so it had that moment of like, you know what? This is really sweet. They hug together. And in the end, he ends up kind of turning him because he risked going there to reunite with Indy for this moment. He ended up risking himself and thus got arrested for kidnapping the Miz. So I kind of liked the fact that we got like this storyline on Raw that had originally started on NXT. 2.0 and then went back to nxt 2.0 it was sweet sue me i liked it no honestly that is because if i remember correctly that was the the first episode of nxt 2.0 was the wedding and so that is it almost wraps up because it's been about a year right it almost was a way to kind of wrap up a year of nxt 2.0 especially with some of the rumors going around with what's going on with uh some of the changes happening coming up here soon so it was a nice little way to wrap things up i agree it was a cool moment uh and as somebody who doesn't enjoy nxt 2.0 whatsoever um i think that uh and, and part of it is because of the fact that it is so uh cheesy this was like ultimate cheese and it was very good it was one of the the, the bad, better things they've done on the nxt 2.0 uh side of things so take that for what you will and uh, we got a super chat here from tom talks rubbish who says the podcast i didn't know i wanted but am so happy uh thank you so much tom for the very generous super chat i appreciate that uh and we got everybody here in the chat kind of putting over uh trish stratus and all of that uh we have a funny comment here this one's from a uh, blazed radio who says yeah the stalker crazy guy needs a girlfriend she's not a fan i think there's more to that at this point we've all just decided to like let it go hey there's you know girls like bad guys will we like bad guys bad boys yeah it's a you thing stalkers though do we okay i all mean right, it could be kind of hot like if a guy's like all creep well, like a like a cute guy he has to be cute right and you gotta have like some sort of attraction to him <laughs> he can't just be like some freaking creepy weirdo like here's <laughs> okay like let's say that but, Henry well, but Cavill, where does dexter loomis but where does dexter oh, well, he's not my loomis type but he's now. clearly indy's type but like let's just say if gerard <laughs> okay, I, I butler know about henry was now. stalking me wait 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 wait. we're going back okay, to henry finally. wait 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 okay wait, wait, henry okay, okay. Okay. I, I wanted to stick with this because me, I want to know where you were going. If Henry was stalking me, I'd be like, what's up? That's all. See, that's, all that's that. Hold on. So first off, crimes all of a sudden are so much more excusable when people are attractive. That is what, when that is the lesson celebrity, When it's a hot celebrity, <laughs> yes. That is the lesson we're taking away here is that stalking is good only if you are attractive so folks just be attractive that's the lesson here there you go okay phantom of the opera my favorite movie have you ever seen that no 
Jesus Christ, Will. <laughs> well, anybody who's seen The Phantom, The Phantom stalks the, the, the lead girl, Christine. It's kind of hot. Mm -hmm. I had a crush on okay. Phantom. All right. All but right, don't fine. be like, if you, yeah, there you go. Well, you don't look be, at me like that. Have you? If it's not, if he's not hot, he's not my type. And also, like, let's just say right now that I was like single. Like this, also, I'm married now, so this doesn't work. But you know what I'm saying. Although, yeah. if Henry Cavill were to stalk me right now, I would be like, "Yo, what's up?" Is that is that your hall pass? Is that what what we're doing here? I don't have a hall pass. You don't have a hall pass? No, it's terrible. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Raikiel sends in a super chat saying, we'll never seen Titanic. Poor Denise. Dude, I've cried to that movie at least a hundred times. I, look, here's the thing with me in Titanic. I, I, so when it first came out, I was in the fifth grade and every girl around was like, oh my God, we went and saw Titanic. And then I remember I was like, do I need to see this? Because like, I kind of want girls to talk to me. Um, and so I feel like maybe I should. And then I looked and saw the movie was like three hours and I'm like, okay, I can't do that. And then uh, on top of that, when it came out, it was on two VHS tapes. Right. So then I'm like, okay, I definitely don't have the time or energy for this. And I have just not found three hours to sit down and i say this as somebody who watches monday night raw but i have not found three hours to sit down to dedicate to watching this movie and now somehow 24 years have passed i still 25 25 years have passed still haven't done it i'm sorry never seen titanic and I don't know when I will ever find the energy for that. Just fast forward the beginning. If you fast forward to the beginning and get to the actual portion, then you'll be fine. Okay, fine. Did, does everybody make it? That's my only worry. We'll talk about it later. Watch okay. the movie. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, we are on to our number two of the best of the week. So here we go. Uh, will, what is your number two of number the best two. week? Easy. The main event of Dynamite this week. Uh, will Ospreay teaming with Ozzy Open to take on Death Triangle. I went into this not knowing what to expect because there's a piece of me that was like, look, the chances of seeing Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega in the ring together are too great to pass up. But at the same time, would they just do it now? I don't know. At the same time, you also have Death Triangle, who has been a foundational piece of the trios division to the point of where when they were talking about starting up a trios division two years ago in AEW, one of the first teams they formed was Death Triangle. So it was like, do you have Death Triangle go out in the first round? I don't think so. So in uh, Aussie Open and in Will Ospreay, they're not even AEW talent. How can you have them win? I don't know. Either way, as soon as those intros hit, I was on the edge of my seat. Um, I recognized that the uh gymnastic style of wrestling is it for everybody but guess what it's for me and so i did very much enjoy every little piece of this this was fun will osprey has been having a, a year like nobody else in new japan and pretty much everywhere he's competed because then he came over to aew and did had the match with orange cassidy i thought that was a five-star match um at uh forbidden door and then here i just thought again five stars they just went out there and they just killed it and uh they did so through three commercial breaks uh and if you watch this on the the fight feed which i knew i was going to have to do so for this particular match because i just wasn't going to be able to put up with commercial breaks i did it uh and again it was just a balls to the wall fun match ray phoenix is always on uh, just everybody i thought performed in this match and then on top of that the ending was actually quite surprising uh i thought that they they swerved us quite well they had been teasing through dark and through uh some of the matches pack had been having internationally with him uh having the stare downs in the crowd with kip sabian he of course finally decides i'm done with this he goes over pulls the box off but it's not kip sabian who the hell did kip sabian kidnap i still want to know that that's probably never going to be answered but uh then it was somebody who's was mouth was taped and they just run off and then kip sabian ambushes pack from behind and that leads to basically all three members united empire taking out ray phoenix getting the one two three i was already excited at this point because holy crap we now know that will osprey is about to be in a ring with kenny omega i figured at best next year at Wrestle Kingdom was probably the best chance we had at seeing these guys in a ring together. But then Kenny Omega's music hits, and uh, there was a little subtle thing they did here where, you know, they have the heel babyface tunnels uh, in AEW. 
the Bucks and Kenny come out of the babyface tunnel, ready to confront uh, Ozzy Open and Will Ospreay. But then Don Callis comes out of the heel tunnel to stop them. And I thought that was a cute little thing they did there of here's a babyface moment. We're going to get a confrontation everybody wants to see. But then here's a heel here to make sure that you don't quite get it just yet. But we then got the graphic. We know what's happening next week. The Elite taking on Will Ospreay and Ozzy Open. Uh, this match is going to be insane. I can't believe we're actually going to see Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay on television together. This isn't even a pay-per-view, but we're going to get that confrontation. Like the moment that tag happens, I am going to die. But in the meantime, the, uh, the fact that we got such a great main event match there on Dynamite after what was already kind of a wild episode, I, I couldn't ask for more. That was so great. Great stuff. I completely agree with you. I thought it was an awesome match. I mainly like the interactions with like, uh, I, you know, first and foremost, I want to put over Buddy Matthews because I legitimately think that he just did so well. And like, he always does well, but I feel like he's always the kind of person because he's in this group, right? And Malachi Black is your leader. I do feel like sometimes you forget how good he is and then he's in the ring and then he does cool shit. And then you're like, oh yeah, he's freaking awesome. And that was kind of a reminder of, uh, you know, kind of just what we saw here during this match. But dude, this was a good match. It was everything that you could expect. And I, you know, I know you said that, you know, some people don't like the gymnastic styles or the flippy shit. Bro, I'm all for that. Are you kidding me? That's my flippy that's my shit. bread and butter. <laughs> flippy shit. Flippy shit. Yes. No, are you kidding Hashtag me? I am flippy shit. <laughs> yes, no, I I I don't care. Look, I love look, if for those who don't know me. All it takes to please me is to freaking please a crowd. If you got a crowd into your stuff, I don't care uh, how you got there. As long as the crowd is enjoying it, then I feel like that is what you're succeeding at in pro wrestling. And uh, to me, this did just that. That crowd in, what city was that this past week? Um, oh, Cleveland, duh. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, was they it were, Cleveland? It was, but then I was yeah. like, wait, no, okay, yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, it was at Wilson Center, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and... Uh, their third time in that building but yeah i i just i had a lot of fun with it and that is definitely my uh number two what about you what did you wait so yeah, i'm going what could you possibly think? i'm going but we do have a comment that i want to read uh, from leonard aarons the third who says the post show promo between them was excellent uh they've been suddenly having uh will work babyface in the last few new japan shows i do think it's going to be omega osprey at wrestle kingdom in january any thoughts on that will yeah i, I do i do i agree with that i think it's going to be but i figured we weren't going to get an in-ring confrontation until then i do agree if you haven't seen the post show promo aw posted it to their youtube uh also great stuff uh, I get why, because I see people saying, like, why wasn't this on TV? It's a little too insider, I think. There's a lot of stuff that's just like, eh, you know what? If you want this, it's available for you to seek it. But also, we're not going to take up five minutes of TV time with this. Uh, so I thought it was really good. I liked uh, a lot of Kenny's digs. Um, Will Ospreay just walking down the rain talking about bruv, bruv, bruv. Just great stuff. Uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's on AEW's YouTube. Alrighty, so now for my number two, best of the week, I'm going to give this one to the confrontation between Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho, along with Daniel Garcia thrown in there. Uh, I was actually a fan of this for multiple reasons. But first and foremost, I think you have to go back to uh, the, the two out of three falls, the two out of three falls match. The reason I love that was I really thought it just it really leveled things up for Daniel Garcia. Uh, and I want to, you know, I feel like he just deserves so much credit for that match. Like it was so much fun. You know, Brian Danielson gave him so, so much. So I just feel like there was a lot there that I really loved. And I especially love the play on you're a wrestler, you're a sports entertainer, you're this, you're that, right? And that little tug of war. Um, I really appreciate that. The crowd like initially chanting you're a wrestler when it first happened was like chef's kiss. So then you follow it up this week. I kind of loved that whole thing where you kind of had like Chris Jericho, you know, being super pissed off at, at Daniel for, uh, you know, like not pissed off, but like basically like saying like, oh, you uh, owe me like you owe me an apology. Like, it's OK. I'm going to forgive you for the events that happened last week. But then Daniel's like, you ruined this great moment for me. So I loved that like little like riff between them. But I especially loved everything that kind of occurred between Brian and Jericho, where they were both like just like talk, like that promo exchange between the both of them. And then kind of saying like, oh, who do you think this person would have thought was a better wrestler? This and that. I freaking loved that. 
that. And I'm actually looking forward to this match at all out. So for me, it was something that I kind of felt was a win. And when I thought back to the week, like overall, it was something that uh, popped out in my mind instantly. Thoughts, Will? You seem like you're judging me. No, not judging you at all. Uh, I actually enjoyed this segment quite a bit. I thought that it was the first time we saw some like true depth from Daniel Garcia. Uh, I The only thing I'm kind of burned on right now, and I said this on Day After Dynamite this week, is that the sports entertainer stuff loses context with Vince gone. And I wonder how much longer you can even keep running with this when WWE is over here talking about having Drew McIntyre come out and go, we're wrestlers, we're here to wrestle. And I'm like... Okay, so they're clearly done with, like, sports entertainment. So now it's actually kind of AEW's thing. And, it, like I said, it kind of loses context. Um, so I hope we're kind of approaching the end of that. But I did enjoy the segment. I thought that uh, Brian Danielson was very good here. Um, like I said, I got to see some real depth from Daniel Garcia. Uh, I thought Chris Jericho gave my least favorite, but, of course, his character would do that type of apology. Uh, when he was like, uh, you know, Daniel, I'm sorry that you felt that way. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was that, like that, the, the backhanded like yeah, apology. The backhanded yeah, apology. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, but it works. What... It's Chris Jericho. That's what he does, right? Like it totally works with everything that he's doing and the whole story. So I like this. I'm looking forward to the match. I like this bill. I love this whole pro wrestler versus sports entertainer stuff. I'm here for this. I'm here yeah, for this. It, it, it's great stuff. And honestly, getting to see jericho like the match he had with moxley just a few weeks ago um being back in lionheart mode was very good so doing lionheart versus uh american dragon at the pay-per-view i'm very excited for we got a super chat here from sheldon jackson who says sorry to burst will's bubble but don didn't come out of the heel ramp don came from commentary must not have been paid that's right he was on commentary throughout the match wasn't he i don't know uh because he did because it was him coming out from the left side of my screen so maybe i did see that incorrectly fine sheldon jackson <laughs> um <laughs> let me have this you could have let me have this and instead no one lets you have anything in wrestling well no, you can't no one, if you said chris jericho only if you if you said chris jericho blinked 37 times during that promo somebody said if it, he blinked 42 people would be like no he blinked 42 times will come yeah. on will <laughs> you know this okay fine <laughs> awesome well before we continue before we get to our number one best moment of the week and also our worst thing of the week just a friendly reminder uh, that this podcast after the week will be going each and every single sunday so make sure you guys come in and hang out uh and just get like different opinions about pro wrestling and have a good time and just chill and relax uh i feel like both will and i have a pretty fun sense of humor so that's always really cool to kind of just like see unfold here and then on top of that if you guys do want to help promote this podcast and just give some love uh you are more than welcome to send in a super chat give this video a like and all of that great stuff but now let's go ahead and get into our number one pick will what was the best thing that you saw in wrestling this week controversial take but cm punk getting squashed was the best thing to happen this week uh <laughs> i'm sorry Look, and this is coming from somebody who very much likes CM Punk. I, I'm not of uh, uh, of the Denise variety where he's the, the wrestler I'd marry, but um, I like CM Punk. But I thought when you go back to last week and think about the uh, all the stuff CM Punk was saying and how cocky he was and how just... He, the way he was downing on Moxley and basically uh, was getting almost unchecked by the stuff he was saying. You know, he was like, you may be the heart and soul, but I'm the dollars and the cents. He did the, the snow angels in the ring. All of that stuff, all that trash CM Punk was talking. He even came to the ring looking super cocky. Uh, and, like, he, he, he didn't boo-boo face this one at all. He came into this one with such a determined look like i'm gonna beat this guy's ass and remind you guys that i'm the champion he sold it all so well so for him to lose the way he did was almost like poetic justice for the way the character was acting the week before and uh the way and and i, I loved everything about this i loved uh 
how they came out with a fire. The crowd was into it. There was the Let's Go Moxley CM Punk chants. Uh, there was a really hot atmosphere. It felt like they were in the opening stages of what they were trying to have as a, a an epic bout, right? It, it felt like all of the action was good. And then CM Punk hits that kick. And uh, one might even say, I, I stole this from Twitter, but uh, one might even say that he injured his foot turning his heel on a heel turn. Uh, but Punk hurts his foot. Moxley takes advantage of it, goes for the attack, um, hits two Death Riders on CM Punk. One, two, three, flips off the camera as he's doing so, celebrates with both belts. Then the promo afterwards where, you know, the opening line, Moxley looking at the camera and says, is that not how that was supposed to go? Uh, just magnificent stuff. It got people talking. Literally, the... I, I believe, uh, and I'm talking out of my ass here, so let me make sure that I'm saying the correct thing, but I'm pretty sure CM Punk versus John Moxley um, hit almost 2 million views on YouTube. Uh, and there it is, 2 million. Yep, I was correct. Uh, but it hit 2 million views. Um, so it got people talking. People were very interested going into the match. People were shocked. Uh, people were literally texting each other. You texted me within seconds. Like, what the hell is going on? Um, I it, it was one of those things. And I, I, I said on Day After Dynamite that uh, part of what really ruined this match for me at the time was that while I'm watching it, I was on a five-minute delay. And, of course, this match didn't go five minutes. So I'm watching the entrances, and my phone starts blowing up. Uh, I've got you texting me. I've got Reg texting me. I've got all these people texting me I have to write about this match. And I'm like, uh, I'm still in entrances. What are you talking about? What could have possibly happened in the so, next? So you know what, Will? It tells me that you saw this match differently in hindsight because you had already gotten this spoiled for you. <laughs> well, I knew something was about to happen within a few minutes because, like I yeah, said, I watched Yeah, but you didn't know that. I think it would have been different had you not known and had you not had already people's um, reactions. Had you watched in live real time, like me and Reg and every <laughs> I was going to say me, Reg, and Will. <laughs> yeah, you know, and Phil. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I know, right? I, I, like I said, I was just a few minutes behind. I always start the shows late I so I can like zip through them. I think that your judgment, Will. Uh, I, is, I'm taking this. Is, I, I, I have, have a hunch a of where the rest of the show is going. Then um, I haven't but... said anything. <laughs> I haven't said anything. Tom talks rubbish in a super chat, saying, "As a child of divorce, I'm here for Jericho Danielson promo, like choosing between mom and dad for Garcia." Oh man, you know what though? I like your sense of humor, Tom. I really, really do. That's 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 Denise's sense of humor right there. Yeah, shout out, Tom. Uh, no, I enjoyed this, though. I enjoyed how much it got people talking, how much people are suddenly like, what's the main event for All Out? Um, now, time will tell if this works, right? Um, because this could have destroyed interest for All Out. I have no idea. But the fact that everybody is now wondering what is going to happen going forward and you got people talking, uh, I think that's ultimately a cool thing. Alrighty. Well, before I give my thoughts on that, I might as well give my number one. So my number one is the return of Johnny Gargano. And the reason I'm putting this at number one is because, you know, we've been talking about God, all the changes in WWE for like the last couple of weeks, right? Like that's so much of what we've been discussing. And personally, like there have been, I think some things that Triple H has done on the show that has been great, right? There's been some really good stuff. It's definitely improved a whole lot but I do think there have been a little bit of some overreactions from some fans where like every little thing is like oh my god this is great and I'm like not really but I know people are saying this because they're hopeful right but I still feel like you've got to like really really look at it you know uh like a whole right I feel but because it is Triple H now I do feel like a lot of people are judging everything and making it a lot better than it looks well there is a lot of great stuff not everything has been like OMG, right? But that's fine. Whatever. Things are just going to continue to get better. I'm fully hopeful in that. But 
this to me, having Johnny Gargano come in really kind of felt like the uh, like the like the official start of the Triple H era. Like I know it already started prior to that, but this to me felt like the official start of Triple H's era because we know that Vince McMahon was never going to do anything major like this with Johnny Gargano before. Like we just knew that, right? Like based or we can at least assume a lot of people assume. There you go. But I just personally feel like um, it felt like a big moment. It, it felt he it felt like a big moment. I know a lot of people thought, oh, you know, there's a good chance that he's going to come back to WWE. So a lot of people felt um, that he was, but you never really truly knew. So the fact that he came in and it was a complete and utter surprise, nobody knew that he was coming in that moment. To me, I love that. I loved the surprise factor. I love what is signified. And I loved um, kind of just knowing like the possibilities of where we're going with this with Johnny Gargano, you know, uh, now in the main roster and also, you know, in a position where the person that's, you know, running creative actually likes him and is a fan of his. So I feel like there's a lot there. And then obviously the whole interaction with Austin Theory. Um, I thought this was a win for Johnny Gargano and on the WWE side of things. I agree. I actually like that moment a lot. I was very surprised. It happened really out of nowhere. Uh, I think that it was pretty clear early on that Johnny wasn't jumping ship. I think that um, I had heard from people at AEW that he they wanted him, but uh, not they uh, as a company. I know that wrestlers wanted him, but that ultimately the company didn't see a place for him um, and that there wasn't really like ever a major play made for Johnny Gargano. So ultimately his place was always going to be back in WWE. It was just a matter of when. And the other thing I like here, I've been saying for the last couple of years that uh, when it comes to free agency, where there's smoke, there's a fire, right? Like typically everybody who's let themselves go into free agency in the last couple of years has jumped ship. Adam Cole went into free agency, jump ship. Kyle O'Reilly jumped ship uh, getting into free agency. Cody Rhodes went into free agency, jumped ship. Johnny Gargano went into free agency and he's one of the first to become a free agent and go back. And that hasn't happened yet. And so to see that actually take place here was very interesting. I know people bring up Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens never went into free agency. He accepted a deal before his free agency began. Uh, so he never even got to negotiate with anybody. But Johnny Gargano actually went into free agency, explored his options, and went back. That's rare. And uh, I actually thought it was a cool moment. I liked that they brought him in and didn't necessarily like insult the fans' intelligence. Like, yeah, most people don't watch NXT. We know that. But um, – and NXT fans, I don't mean that insultingly. I just mean that in terms of the stats, when you look at NXT numbers versus Raw numbers, the majority of WWE I love how you, viewers, you felt the need to clarify that, Will. <laughs> look, because I've said that before and then gotten my mentions lit up. Look, majority of people don't watch NXT, but that's okay. Um, I still feel you don't have to insult the intelligence of the fans because the thing is NXT exists. It's out there. It's content that people can watch if they choose to. So when you go out and... Uh, do something that references NXT and you don't have to hold people's hand through it and go, well, just so you know, Johnny Gargano and uh, Austin Theory actually have a whole lot of history. They were in a group together. It was called The Way. And uh, like, you don't have to do that. Just reference it and assume that people who want to know will find out. People who already know will appreciate it. And people who don't know and don't care won't bother and will move on. So that's the way I feel like all references should work um, because I'm a fan of the MCU. So ultimately, this was great stuff. I think uh, this was the way to do it and bring it back. So good number one pick. Is it interesting, Will, that we didn't have any of the same picks? Yeah, I know. We didn't know what our picks were. I have a feeling because you skipped talking about uh, one of my picks that where we're going. But we'll talk about that here shortly. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to go with the worst now? Do you want me to go first? You want to go first? You want to keep the order going? Let me go first because I think you'll have way more to say than I have to say on this one. I don't think so. I think mine's is pretty crystal clear and, and to the point. Oh, yeah. But you definitely feel a way about it. It is great. I, I love it. Thank you. But all right, let's go. The worst of the week. So I enjoyed Monday Night Raw very much. So you could hear that in my tone talking about Johnny Gargano, talking about uh, Trish Stratus. And I even enjoyed the main event 
uh, between Edge and Damian Priest. However, I thought Edge did what I would call the worst Canadian destroyer of all time. I know that people were like talking up how great they were like, look at Edge. He's, he's old as shit and he does a Canadian destroyer. Yeah, and it looked like shit. Like, okay, the Canadian destroyer is clearly a move that's mostly on the opponent and uh, less on the person who's supposed to be performing it. Get that. But don't make it look that way. Literally, Edge is just like holding on to his waist and then Damian Priest does a backflip. It looked awful. It looked <laughs> fucking terrible. I could not stand how bad this Canadian Destroyer looked. And like, you know what? Sometimes you just don't have to do that kind of stuff. And this is another reason why the Chad Christian will always be better than the Virgin Edge. Because uh, at the end of the day, um, Christian doesn't have to go there and still is amazing and is still great at what he does. Edge had to do a Canadian destroyer. It didn't look any good. And uh, like it popped people because they're like, look, it's a Canadian destroyer by a guy who's like old and not very cool anymore. But um, <laughs> the, uh, I just, I, I didn't like this at all. I liked the match. The match was fine. That spot was unnecessary. It looked stupid. And uh, don't ever do that again, Edge. Will, who had a better uh, Canadian destroyer, Bad Bunny or Edge? Bad Bunny! Bad right? Bunny's looked way right? better! Bad... Right? That's what I asked! <laughs> Bad I Bunny's good. <laughs> Absolutely I don't blame better. you at all, Will. I don't even, I'm not even going to fight you on this. I'm not even going to fight you on this. I, I feel pretty much the same way. I, don't, I can't even fight you on your worst. No, I, I just, I didn't like it. Don't do Canadian Destroyers anymore, Edge. I don't understand Edge's need, and maybe it's because he's friends with Chris Jericho, but like, Edge since coming back. He got it at first, right? Where like, look, you make a comeback. If you're a legend and you make a comeback, just play your hits. Just play the hits and just do them against people that you never got a chance to play the hits against. Like Edge versus Seth Rollins, great stuff, right? Because we never got to see Edge versus Seth Rollins. But then whoever had the bright idea of, okay, now I want Edge to cut his hair, get new music, wear stupid looking jackets and do things that like Edge wouldn't do. Now we're just in territory of, guys, just play the hits and do dream matches. That's it. That's all Edge ever needed to do. That's all I ever want to see out of Edge. So you don't like angry Edge, always mad, veins popping out Edge? No, and I definitely thought he he reminded me of um, the uh, Hello Fellow Kids uh, meme when he came out at SummerSlam with the red jacket on and the, the like, no, Edge, you're not cool. You don't have to be. You're Edge, just, just be Edge. Just just be Edge. Just be the Edge we know and love. And and stop trying to do things that like Edge isn't known for. Because we're past that. We already know you've got one year left. Just spend the year. Rated R superstar. Do all of it. I, I don't I don't need any of the other stuff. But Denise. It's almost my turn, but we got a super chat here from Sweet Monkey Tuesday who says best thing of the week, Denise's new hair. I appreciate it. I know so I was I was almost unreasonably mad about it because of the, the intro. And then I was like, but it looks great. So therefore, I can't really like say much else about it. Uh, but she did Expect screw the that intro. from me, Will. <laughs> I come out with surprises. No one ever knows what I'm going to do next. We got a yeah. super chat here from Frank Carrizales who says, what's more shocking, Punk getting squashed by Mox or Will not having seen Titanic? Honestly, Will not having seen Titanic, I think is more surprising. It, it's it, like, it, like every human has watched titanic i don't know i know the latter that should be shocking considering those who have followed me long enough know i used to host a movie review podcast how have i not seen one of the biggest movies in the history of movies i don't know uh but somehow i didn't see titanic uh and i've managed to avoid it for 25 years now it's like one of my personality traits where like people say say something interesting about yourself and i go i've never seen titanic and they go wow that is interesting so now i can't even like actually see it because you know what's sad? When you say one of your personality traits say something interesting about yourself, that that's what you've got. You know what I say? Oh, I'm a wrestling fan. Oh, I mean. And people are always like, really? Everyone. Because, you know. I, I, yeah, I, I, I can see that. I could absolutely see that. Oh, I've hell wrestled, yeah. 
people I like growing up a, a female wrestling fan only females uh-huh. will ever understand what it's like to grow up like a big wrestling fan okay like i'm not even just talking casually i'm talking like a big freaking giant mark like i grew up well oh, it is hard it is hard I, to grow I, up yeah, a i can imagine because because you got to deal with like the the weirdos right and i, yeah, I no, absolutely not even that. that not even that no it's just like general perception of like so let me tell you like full disclosure okay i, I mean weirdos on both sides by the way but sure go ahead no but i mean like as a young girl i watched Mm -hmm. wrestling you know i was i've been a fan since i was like eight years old okay Mm -hmm. and i just loved it for you know for the reasons that we all love it right but whenever i told an adult that i liked wrestling they taught they thought two things about me okay so warning this is not something that is fun to talk about but i'm just gonna say because it's the truth they thought either she's a lesbian Mm -hmm. or she just likes to see men in their underwear (laughs) so don't th- i'm not kidding you people no, that, would tell that. me that they would tell me that they're like oh so you just want to see men in their underwear and i'm like what no i just really like like i didn't i didn't know and then people were like oh so you're a lesbian and i'm like oh what? i have no idea what's happening you know and so that's what it's like growing up a female wrestling fan and that's the, just that's just the adult view of what people think when you're like a little girl who's watching this wow yeah, that is I something know. that I, I, I wouldn't have but even keep considered. But keep in mind, this like, is like the early 2000s, late 90s. Well, I don't know how old the fuck I was. And I was like, what, 2000? I was like eight years old. I don't know. But like around there is when people were saying this stuff to me. That's that's crazy. Because like I, I always look at it from the standpoint of, um, you know, as, as soon as you say you're a wrestling fan, you're going to get those dorks who are like, oh, yeah, well, what was your favorite match at WrestleMania 6? And... uh and then on the other side of things, then people will also, I mean, you, you've definitely shown me the, uh, the, the not so great side of, of men in the wrestling fandom who, uh, who have. See, people are shocked here, you know, someone put it, nothing's wrong with either. But when you're like a little girl and people are asking you this, like, what do you don't know? Like, you're just like, you're eight years old. You're 10 years old. I wouldn't even have an answer for you at 15, you know, yeah, like, and come on. It's just not saying nothing's wrong or anything's wrong with either. I think what you were saying is that neither were true and that so that was more so the case. Basically, it wasn't, oh, Denise, you could like wrestling because it's a cool art form or, oh, Denise, you can like wrestling because of the soap opera element to it. Or, oh, Denise, you could like wrestling because, I don't know, it's edgy and fun. No, it was either Denise, you like wrestling because of the two options that I stated. And I was so confused. I was like, I don't know. Does this mean something about me? I have no idea. And and so some of the comments that I got growing up as a, a wrestling fan was uh, interesting. And a lot of she's going to grow out of it. She's in a phase. You have no idea how many in a phases I got and she's going to grow out of it. Well, hello. It's my job now. Uh, well, definitely hearing from your mom at your wedding. 100%. <laughs> You got it now, right? She thought it yeah. was a phase too. Yeah. Oh, she absolutely not only thought it was a phase, but she got worried when it wasn't. And yeah, that, I know. That, that rules. That absolutely rules. But look where you are now. No, it, yeah. this is a thing you are known for. This is your full time gig. This rules. Who, who cares? So it's okay, it, okay? Family. You're a young girl and you're a wrestling fan. It's okay. It's going to be all right. All it right. It's going to be all so right. So let me get to my worst now. And now, <laughs> you already know where I'm going with this, Will. My worst for the week is definitely the John Moxley CM Punk thing. And I'm going to tell you why. And okay. here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I was torn. I was almost going to put it. This is, this is a, a hard situation because it was so close to being my number one for best of the week. But it was also in con- like a contender to be my worst of the week. It was one of those things where I legitimately feel I could have gone either direction and came up with a good debate for both of them. Because I do think that in hindsight, this uh, what happened with John Moxley and Sam Punk could turn out to be a great story. On top of that, the reason why I kind of wanted to put it at the top of like it being something of the best in wrestling was legitimately because everybody was talking about it. Like, you know, post shows were lit. Them super chats were lit. Everything was lit, right? Okay, oh, I saw great. you speak down numbers. It, yeah, got, this. it got people like, you know, talking, right? So that's good. I love that. But the reason I'm going to put it, I decided to put it at my worst for a major reason. And you kind of touched on this earlier when you said, if something is enjoyable to the fans, it's good, right? You know, it's what you like. You know, you have this instant reaction. So I'm going to tell you why I put it in my worst. 
because the moment that it happened, I had this reaction. My instant reaction was a kind of a feeling of like, I felt deflated where it was like, I had been like, you know, pumped up for this. And then it was like, okay, I'm pumped up. Right. And then all of a sudden, oh, it's not the main event. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't like that. So I kind of started shrinking down a little bit. You know, my, bu- my, bu- my, my bubble started shrinking down a little bit. But then afterwards, I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm going to continue getting into this. And then instantly when everything went down and I saw what happened, I didn't have a feeling of, oh my God, what the hell? I can't believe it. No, it was more of like, oh, that's it. Oh my God. No, they just went there. Okay, that's it. It was a feeling of, oh shit versus like, oh, hell yeah. You know, I didn't have that reaction of like utter like excitement and shock and I'm so happy. You know, I didn't feel like that. I felt deflated after this match and I kind of felt bummed out. I felt I felt like just like let down, like I got cheated. I felt like I got cheated, robbed out of seeing something that could have been uh, really spectacular. Now I know that, you know, they can do this you know, if they're going to announce it at all out, I have no idea. Well, you can smile, smile, whatever, but we don't know, right? At this point in time, we don't know. So this could be great, but because of that, my initial reaction to this, that's why I put it at my worst. But I feel that you could argue it and have it be the best thing that happened in wrestling this week. But because of my initial reaction to this, I had to go with my gut and put it at worst. On top of that, I did not like that we got this big promo, like this like promotional thing for, oh, CM Punk's, we're gonna have exclusive footage on Rampage and this and that. Blah, oh, that blah, was, blah. that and was then, whack, yeah. And then we get like five seconds of CM Punk barely saying something. I had to put my phone like this to my ear to re-listen to it afterwards and see what exactly he said. So I kind of felt cheated then again too. So because to of be, that- Honestly, I don't even know because that was clearly inserted in the show. I think that was just like some footage they found and we're like, hey, we got like five seconds of CM Punk footage. Let's put this in the show. And- but they made it seem like it was gonna be, I don't know, a three minute backstage revealing promo. I don't know what I was expecting, but I just felt so cheated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I definitely didn't like promoting that for Rampage then knowing that it was nothing. Uh, like I said, I, I, I like anything that gets people talking and is intriguing. Um, And uh, I I liked that, as I said before, I liked that nobody looked bad in it because ultimately it came down to Punk's foot and everything that Moxley was saying. I just felt like it was a good, um, it was everything that the promo the week before should have ultimately led to when you think about everything that happened in that promo. That was why I ultimately liked it. Um, But I get what you're saying, actually. I get that... uh, if you were looking forward to this being a little bit longer, like we knew we weren't going to get the full match. We, everybody was kind of saying at the end of the day, everybody's prediction was, oh, is this going to end in some kind of DQ or something that leads to it happening at All Out? Uh, is there going to be a time limit draw, even though they had said 60 minutes and this was starting with only like 62 minutes left in the show. So you knew it couldn't have been a time limit draw unless you were going to get a one minute match in the main event. But uh yeah, just all we knew there were going to be some shenanigans, but I don't think people were expecting the punk squash. And I love that when something happens that people aren't expecting, to me, you got to enjoy that. But I get why you didn't like it. So, so we got a super punk's chat. Guy, so, yeah, he is. I really like him. But okay, so we got a super chat. <laughs> Why'd you laugh about that? <laughs> like, yeah, I really like him. You were like, you, yeah. you gave a look. You gave a look, Will. You gave a look. All right. We got a super chat here from Desi Baby who says, I'm watching late, but I just wanted to send love to two of my faves. Uh, the intro is pretty epic. Thank you so much to Desi Baby for the very uh, kind you, comment here today. Um, all righty. So let's go ahead and continue on from here. Uh, let's see. So now that we got our best and our worst and all of that, uh, if you guys want to send in any last and final thoughts, uh, you are more than welcome to. On top of that, I'm going to go ahead and read some of the super chats that maybe didn't fit into what we were talking about earlier, but do, uh, obviously, we're going to read them now. Uh, so this is from Bear Hudson, who sends in a super chat saying, settle this debate. If Sasha Banks was a free agent, could you see her in AEW? If so, would they send a bad message to homegrown AEW talents paying her so much money and constantly signing ex-WWE stars? Well, I have my my option. Well, so 
the last thing that's been reported is that Sasha Banks and Naomi are going back to WWE. That's the last thing that's been reported. But let's just say, let's just say that she were going to go to AEW. Let's just, just for argument's sake, just for the argument. Let's say if she were to go to AEW and she was offered a bunch of money. Um, the way that I see it is if you are a star and you deserve that money, get your money, man. That's what being a star is. If you're not a star, then maybe you shouldn't be getting that much money. But Sasha Banks is a star. And I would say that she would deserve the money. Um, so talk, talking about sending a bad message. Oh, well, you're, uh, you cut off a little bit. Oh, am I still cutting off? Am I still? You're a little choppy, but it's fine. Continue on. Oh, it's the doing the thing. Um, okay. Can you hear me? Am I good? Am I no, good you're kind of choppy. A... I don't know why. Uh, give me a second. Your audio is just a little bit choppy. He'll come back in a second, uh, and then we'll go ahead and uh, finish off Bear Hudson's Super Chat. But in the meantime, guys, um, please do not forget to give this video a like. All right, well, Thank let's you. see. Do the test. Yeah, I should be fine now. Okay, um, you're good. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it, it does that every once in a while when I have too many tabs open, um, and I have a bunch of them. So <laughs> the, uh, the here's the thing. So... Uh, Nobody cares about any of that. And I, I truly mean that. Um, if you talk to uh, professional wrestlers, like, yeah, some of them will, will say that from a, from a promo perspective because it sometimes fits character. Um, and, of course, there was all the MJF stuff. But for the most part, the general feeling and um, my gut feeling having talked to people in the women's locker room fairly often uh, is that stars bring eyes. And so there's never going to be a feeling of, oh, we signed this star when we should be pushing homegrown people. It's not how that works. Um, genuinely, how it tends to work is if you bring somebody in who's going to bring eyes to the rest of us, that's ultimately a good thing. And that's always going to be seen as a good thing. Um, like people weren't upset when The Rock came back in 2011, right? The big, the general feeling in the locker room was, oh my God, one of the biggest stars in Hollywood is back. He's regardless of what he's getting paid. We know WWE is going to pay him millions of dollars. But the fact is him being here is going to bring eyes to the rest of us to allow us to possibly one day get to where he is. And so the fact that that's actually the one thing that the AEW women's division never had. Um, AEW signed Chris Jericho from day one, a, an international star, right? They signed John Moxley from day one, a person who was very well known. But AEW actually in the women's division never got to sign anybody everybody in the AEW women's division essentially had to be built from scratch um, or they were somebody who was released from WWE before they ever got to reach any stardom. So they've had to kind of build everybody in that division. They never got to bring in a star. Are you kidding me? Everybody would have been happy if somebody as big as Sasha Banks was available. You toss multiple bags at her to get her the eyes on your division and the rest of the division is going to be chomping at the bit to just be on screen with her. That's how that's going to work. And that's always how that would work. Nobody cares about where they came from. Nobody cares about who's homegrown, who isn't. That's not a real thing that anybody gives a shit about. Promise. I love it, though. Thank you so much, Bear, for sending in this uh, super chat and getting some hot topics all up in here. Um, all right, let me just make sure that I am all caught up with everything, and it looks like I am. All righty, so here we go. This was our show, our inaugural uh, show of After the Week. Guys, uh, this show is obviously we're going to continue to perfect it as we continue on. Uh, if you have any suggestions for segments or ideas, uh, please feel free to either tweet myself or Will, and we'll make sure to hear out your thoughts and, you know, really think about those as we go on and continue on with the show because we want it to feel a little bit different than some of the other work that we already do. But before we go, guys, uh, just a friendly reminder that we will be live each and every Sunday here. Here at the exact same time you can watch us live you can watch us on replay it doesn't matter and we're just here to have a good time guys um on top of that before we head out will please let the people know where they can find you and things that they can check out yeah you can find me on uh grab city on fightful every saturday youtube.com slash fightful i host that show with righteous reg and philip Lindsay. i also host day after dynamite um which has actually been kind of an explosive show as of late uh that's also on fightful because um there's been some breaking news uh the last few thursdays and so uh day after dynamite is a great place to get those stories um i'm also 
All right, I guess I broke, broke some news this week. Uh, FightfulSelect.com is another place you can find me breaking news stories all of a sudden. Um, watch out, Sean Rossap. Uh, <laughs> and uh, also, I host um, Beyond the Bells every other week that airs every other Wednesday um, on the Women's Wrestling Army YouTube channel. And yeah, we are just, I'm, we're constantly moving. Uh, and also, one thing to note, I know we said we'd be doing this every Sunday, and we are doing this every Sunday, but next week's going to look a little bit different because you and I yeah. are going to be in Chicago. We've got stuff coming up this week. We're going to be previewing all out uh, all right here on Denise's YouTube channel, and there's just so much coming up next week. Who knows what else we've got in store? We got a super chat here from T Watches a scary movie. He says, great for show, guys. Thank you so much. That really means a lot to us. Really, it does. I appreciate and thank you for the support. And last but not least, for me, um, really what I just kind of want to promote right now is that Time Mellow interview that I did. Uh, 45 minutes of a really, really candid conversation, right? She was so awesome. Uh, Ty literally was an open book. She rarely does interviews. And I wasn't expecting her to talk about uh, the drama that she had uh, early on in her relationship with uh, Sammy Guevara and pretty much everything that exploded with social media rumors and everything. Uh, I wasn't expecting her to talk about it. And she she did she was so open about it and she gave so much um check that out because i think it's a really good conversation where uh it kind of really uh it focuses mainly on like what things are like when you think you know the truth but you don't and how social media can pretty much like blow things up and like something that isn't real and how you know shit happens like that it's really interesting i feel that you guys should listen to this conversation and then just please give this video a like subscribe to this channel there's going to be so much stuff as will mentioned we will be at all out and i will be posting all of the scrum videos like i normally do on here and just trying to find extra bonus content later this week uh, on thursday i still don't know what time will and i will be back uh to do uh all out predictions and all of that good stuff so just keep an eye out and please subscribe to the channel and uh other than that we'll see you guys on the next video um on behalf of will and i we'll see you guys next time bye everyone If you enjoyed this podcast episode, please don't forget to leave me a super nice review and a five-star rating. Plus, make sure to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at underscore Denise Salcedo for funny wrestling commentary, guest updates, silly live stuff, and more.